Ahoy, adventurers, and welcome aboard. I'll be your captain, Ace Diceman. With me is my first mate, Mr. Cooper. Join us as we set sail for another epic adventure into the wonderful world of RPGs, tabletop games, and beyond. Now let us spin you an epic tale. All right, Mr. Cooper, where are we making port today? Favorable winds behind us, Captain. Today's destination, the Snout of Ongmar. Known for their uh, hospitable turtle folk. Turtles, you say? I do. Well, let us... Um... Let us weigh anchor on the siren song and go ashore uh, for today's episode. All right, so with us not being aboard, will there be no need to check for stowaways? Um, yeah, not today. Sharkbait has the helm, Cap. Yes, it's in good hands then. All right, Mr. Gurgi is also going to stay behind. Um, oh, glad to see he survived. Oh, he just can't seem to get rid of him, though we, uh, though we might try. I think we would miss him should he ever go away. And just uh, in case any of our uh, any of our travelers are interested, uh, we are getting this from a supplement to the Tomb of Annihilation. This is the Total Package uh, Tomb of Annihilation supplement, where we'll be pulling our information from today. Good deal. Thank goodness we got those uh, charts. Now, what do we know about tortles? Now, tortles, they uh, hail from uh, an island that was formerly a peninsula. It's called the Snout of Omgar, right? The tortle, uh, one thing I know about them is a, uh, is a haiku. Uh, this is an old tortle proverb. I caught a big fish. Now I search for a good friend to share my lunch with. Hmm. That sounds very similar to one I once heard. Wise man say forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for light pizza. Ah, words of wisdom to be sure. So about the turtles, uh, what many turtles consider a simple life, others might call a life of adventure. Turtles are born near sandy coastlines, but as soon as they're able to walk on two legs, they become nomad survivalists, eager to explore the wilderness, experience its many wonders, and put their skills to the test and make new acquaintances. Let's see, a turtle hatches from a thick-shelled egg and spends the first few weeks of life crawling on all fours. Its parents, are old and near death, spend what little time they have telling stories to their offspring. Within a year, the young turtle becomes an orphan, though not before it learns to speak and survive on its own. The young turtle and its siblings inherit whatever tools, weapons, and gifts their parents leave behind. Each young turtle is expected to fend for itself. It leaves the place of birth and finds its own corner in the wilderness in which to hunt, catch fish, and get by. When a turtle nears the end of its lifespan, it seeks out a mate and procreates. Turtles lay their eggs um, in a fortified compound enclosed by stone walls that are easily defensible. Let's see. Um, it says that on here in the scroll that they're adventurers at heart. Um, let's see. Uh, we wear our homes on our backs. The shells they carry around provide the shelter they require. Consequently, turtles don't feel the need to root themselves in one place for too long. A turtle, a turtle sediment is primarily used as kind of a moot where the turtles can socialize with one another, share useful information, and trade with strangers in the safety of greater numbers. So they sound, they sound like uh, they'd be awfully friendly, Captain. 
wow, that sounds like a shell of a life. You know, the last thing you do before you die is lose your virginity. Like, <laughs> bummer. Well, that's that, uh, that gives me an idea. What if we had the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, uh, four four turtle brothers raised uh, in a monastery by a were-rat? I think, I think that's an excellent idea, Captain. Well, let's stat out our favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I think if we were going to do it, let's start with, uh, let's start with Raph. Uh, I think Raphael would probably be Monk Fighter with a one-level dip into Barbarian just for that rage. Um, he's certainly a, the, the bulkiest of the Turtles uh, in in the newer iterations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does have that temper. Uh, his weapon could be easily achieved by reskinning uh, the dagger into a sigh. Um, uh, with the fighting style, I think you'd be able to pick the two-weapon fighting. Um which would allow him to wield both size, and I think give him an armor class boost of one if he's wielding both size. Uh, in addition to the turtle's natural 17 AC, uh, you're, you're losing that monk's uh, wisdom, unarmored defense modifier, and especially if you stack it on Barbarian, you're getting another uh, redundant, useless instance of the um, unarmored defense. Um which you know you can't always you you sometimes you got to go with uh, what do they say uh, style over substance. <laughs> yeah, I, I would think so for this uh, build absolutely. Now in my game, like I said, that many repetitive abilities you're you're really losing out on. I'd say if you really really wanted that rage ability and that's all you wanted from the barbarian, I I'd say like a once per long rest, um, just for the characters thing because like I said, you're already losing out on the unarmored defense. Um, it's really not going to be game-breaking to let you rage just once, and it seems ridiculous to dip in there, but you are getting 12 hit points out of that one level of Barbarian. So it, it's a little give-and-take. Um, then we go down to Leonardo. Um, you're going to have to take the Inspiring Leader feat. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Uh, with the reskinned longsword to function as a katana, you can most certainly get the... Um, the one-handed or two-handed uh, feel off of that. Um, and with, with the, the other turtles, now it won't apply to Leonardo's, but with the other turtles, their weapons will count as monk weapons and the damage will scale with their monk levels. Um, but I think Leo would probably go, you know, two levels or so, two or three levels of monk and then the rest into battle master fighter. Um, he seems to be the most tactical turtle as far as uh, uh, combat goes, but I'll let you take the helm on that one, that being your turtle of choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of armor, I mean, they're really not going to have more than just like the cloth and all that because they've got their, their natural armor. But I think you're on you're on par with those weapons in the dual wield. Um, I, I could see that being built, um, you know, the way you're saying and, and working out very well, um, especially with the uh, the monk levels that level the weapons like you were mentioning. Yeah, then then you go over to Mikey, and it's just as simple as reskinning the club um, to a nunchuck because you're only going to hit with one side of the nunchuck at a time. Now, with the action surge, that's where he's going to start to get into those razzle-dazzle, uh, hit you with one side of the nunchuck, catch it, and flip up the bottom half uh, to catch you in the jaw. And that's going to function both mechanically and thematically um, 
and again with two weapon fighting, you could even have both nunchucks or even just one nunchuck and be like, okay, well, it's got two sides, so I want to hit him with both ends of the nunchuck, uh, w- which would totally be allowable if I was running the game. Though, if we're going to play turtles, I probably want to be playing the turtles. Um, so if, if you were playing as Michelangelo as a turtle, uh, would you make him be part bard so you could do vicious mockery? Yeah, I had down in there, I had uh, all the way up to level three, and all I wanted was cutting words. Um, but I think, again, now it is it is a third level ability, so I think if you wanted to give up one of your other abilities or even a feat um, at third level or fourth level when you get your feat just for the cutting words, uh, because there, there would be no reason that he would be casting any of the bard spells. I agree. Yeah, um, you'd, you'd be dipping into it. You'd be dipping three levels in a bar just to get to the college lore, which would give you expertise and all that other stuff. Um, oh, I think that's what I did. I think I had some rogue on there too. When I when I built him out, I, I built one turtle, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on Mikey. I'm gonna take him all the way to level twenty and see what I can do. And it was it was monk, fighter, and rogue um, for the stealthy. Yeah, stealthy I would stuff love to see. Here some way to increase the dexterity in them so they could do their flips and things like that. So I didn't go dexterity on them. I went strength because I think with the 17, I don't think it factors your dex into it. I could yeah. be wrong. I'll have to look. Um, well, I imagine based on what the turtle looks like in this picture that these turtles that we're talking about probably look very similar to the original uh, Ninja Turtles from the comic. Yeah, and that's the thing too. It's like it's all cosmetic. You can reskin that however you want. Um, but I was looking more at going expertise and acrobatics to achieve yeah. the flips and tumbles and rolls. Um, but yeah, you could go dexterity. They are relatively fast for for uh, turtles. And then you come to Donatello with his uh, bow staff again, monk weapon. Um, it, they call it a quarter staff. You can call it a bow staff. You can call it the king's nuts for what we care. Um, you know, it's, it's just it's just a matter of reskinning a weapon for for appearance. You're not changing any of the damage. You're not changing the the damage type. You're just you know making it a little longer, a little shorter in this case. Um, and I thought about dipping artificer, so he could build those the machines. Yeah. Um, and I guess if you really wanted to go crazy, you could get metalhead as some sort of Automata, a war forged, a war forged, uh, meant built to look like a turtle. Um, he can shoot magic missiles, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then of course, you know, you got your were rat splinter sensei. Um, yeah, the shredder would just probably be a monk rogue split down the middle with the criminal background. Um, and, and that's the thing, too, it's like with the, the turtles, it's like I'd have to look, but I can't think off the top of my head why I was trying to build him that there was like a monastery or a martial arts background, which struck me as odd because they had like acolyte, uh, you know, criminals, urchins, knights, uh, uh, noblemen, folk heroes. I think I did go folk hero. I think I went custom and I, I went into the folk hero a little bit, but with Mikey, you definitely have to get the land vehicles and he would uh, have to have some sort of skateboard. Yeah, I think I think the skateboard like some sort of proficiency with that, and um, I think having that, I would find a way to amplify his movement. Like maybe give him a sixty, 
instead of like a 30 or like a 45 instead of a 30. Some sort of slight movement advantage for Mikey. Yeah, like the bonus action is he kicks off on a skateboard, so it's like he can use a dash action as a bonus action. And see, there you go. And um, for, for Donatello, I think Donatello would have some sort of thing where he could use a gadget or something like that as a bonus action. Uh, Leo would get a bonus attack, and um, I would say Raph would get some sort of, like, uh, like if he rages, then he gets, like, uh, advantage on a, a strength saving throw. Yeah, or, or even, you know, he seems to be kind of rugged. I'd probably give him the toughness feat, too. Um, and I think it was the 2012 cartoon where his shell chips when he's a baby, and he yeah. just, like... He just like shrugs it off like it was nothing. Like I think, I think even on top of the fighter, give him a second, a second, a second use of second wind, or or you know something, just oh, to, yeah. or a damage reduction, something to just shrug that off uh, a little bit. Um, you know, uh, you know what I think? I think really, if rather than dipping into all these third classes, I think you could probably give. Uh, Raphael the Rage and the Bear Totem at level three in exchange for something else. Um, Leo uh, would get the ability to give another player a bonus action, like a bonus attack, like kind of like an wow. order. Uh, like an Mike, inspiring sort of uh, inspiring feat. Yeah, yeah, kind of like you know, like a like a battle command or something, you know, like you know, hey, you know, uh, uh, you get an extra action, or you know, behind you or something, you know, give give someone an attack of opportunity, um, for tactical thinking. Um, Mikey would get the skateboard and the cutting words, and then Donatello would get you know the artificer artificer's familiar, um, in the form of some simple robotic automaton type gadget. Um, and I think that's now, how you are, flesh out are the you turtles. Familiar with- with the uh, mutants and monsters um, RPG that they played on the Turtles cartoon. No, but I do have the action figures. Okay, yeah. So, so Donnie was seen... a, a wizard, and Mikey was a ro- uh, was a ranger, and he was um, an elf ranger. Yeah, Mikey and, was an um, elf ranger. Uh, yeah, uh, Leo was the knight. Yeah, Leo was like I'm missing I'm missing Mikey's bow and arrow and I'm missing Leo's shield. I have no idea where they're at, but I'm so happy I found their helmets or their hats. Uh, well, I guess two have helmets, two have hats. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like that Donatello just like taped the orb uh, to his bow staff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they call them the RPG turtles. So those uh, that was a whole uh, fun little thing they did. They had uh, at least two episodes uh, with that. And, um, in one of the episodes, um, uh, Raph's head got turned into a turkey. Yeah, and, I think uh, I, I think I saw chicken head. Was there oh yeah, wasn't Leatherhead a good guy in the twenty? 20- he was, yeah. yeah. And they got rid of that super offensive accent. <laughs> oh, the the Creole accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, it's funny because that. Him and uh, Walkabout are two of the only surviving 1980s action figures I have uh, at, at the apartment. The, I think the other ones are at my parents' house, and they're probably, uh, let's just call it battle damaged. Um, they are most certainly not mint in box. Um, but yes, in case no one has caught on yet, uh, we we did pull a sneaky on you, and this is in fact a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle full episode. Um, Indeed. 
the turtles have been a passion of both mine and Mr. Cooper's, I'd say my entire life, because I was born in 87. Um, I was, I was watching the cartoon in 1987 when it came out in November. So <laughs> so the day it came out. I, I remember, you know, we had the Technodrome and, and just, man, now I really want to do a turtles. The Technodrome is the dungeon and, you know, like, uh, you know just just minion foot soldiers you know where they just they, they there's, there's got to be something out there like that. they go we, down in one cool. hit you know they're just fodder monsters that's like they you know they deal full damage but they'll go down in one hit um and then you get the, you know the bebop rock steady for the mid boss and then you've got the shredder uh possibly even super shredder you know where he's well, i was thinking of crane you know, that would be crazy. Krang would be the the boss, the secret boss after the Shredder. It's like, oh, hey, we beat Shredder. The campaign's over. And it's like, nope. Guess what? You know, here's here's Krang brain uh, in his golem body. Oh, um, cool. Like a bone golem or something? Or even a even a, a metal golem. There's yeah. a lot of golems. Um, yeah, you could you could have that on there. Um and he could have the enlarged reduced spell prepared so he could make himself bigger like the like the like the robot body did oh what there was an episode it was called something stein lives and his 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 robot body came to life and was like talking and acting on its own accord mm. i cannot remember the episode name and i just saw i when i was researching for this episode um i i had called i can't remember what it was it's going to bother me it's not important I, I always thought uh, Rat King would be a really cool sort of uh, NPC or, or like uh, enemy character, but he would lend himself to creation with like uh, like a and d sort of uh, fifth edition rules pretty nicely. Yeah, he he would either be a Beastmaster Ranger or a Druid, and he would have a lot of uh, summon nature's ally or uh Summon woodland creature prepared, uh, which I would just let you have an army. I mean, just massive amounts of rats. Um, which I always thought that weird that that Baxter Stockman was making those mousers, and I thought like, what if him and the Rat King ever got into it? I'm like, what? They're both bad guys. Like, uh, I I did see the episodes where like he they they always like touched on it where he took over Splinter. Oh um, yeah, that that was crazy. And, um, and so we let's see. So Splinter would have um, his uh, trademark walking stick, right? For a, a, a yep. weapon, and he would be mostly like pretty much mostly monk on that one. Yeah, I think I think full full monk. Um, I think maybe shifter or even you know just permanent uh, in a state of permanent wear rat or even rat folk. Like there's no reason that you can't homebrew. Yeah. Uh, like a this stable. whole this whole setting. Um, just, you know, it would be a, a, basically becoming the table going, look, this whole thing's homebrewed. Like, you know, this is clearly a love letter to the turtles. Um, you know, some of the groundwork's been laid down. It's like some of the stuff we're gonna have to take some liberties with, but it's mostly cosmetic. Um, and especially with the mutant mutagen and all that. And actually I'm looking here at these dice. I am going to make some TCGI dice. Um, I've got the. You remember that the ecto cooler dice I showed you a while back, the glow in the dark green yeah. ones. I've got a couple extra packs of those now, um, and I'm going to do. 
I'm going to do a set for myself. I'm going to do a set for Shelby, uh, Sharkbait, and... Don't oh. look now, Captain, but it looks like we're up for another random encounter. Oh, they were such a peaceful folk. It was. <laughs> and uh, it, we're at a bit of a disadvantage here being on land, but it looks like a mantari. Uh, this creature looks like a man-sized flying manta ray, dark gray in color. Their mouths are on the bottom of their uh, bodies. They sustain themselves on a diet of rats, carrion, and subterranean plants, but prefer the taste of fresh meat, particularly humans and gnomes. So it looks like we're in trouble here. Well, I, you know what that means. It's time to uh, let's kick shell. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a good, uh, that's a good idea. Um, so I, I imagine our, our turtle friends would be able to help us out with this. I will throw I, this, I, uh, this round piece of bread that I've cooked with some cheese and tomatoes on it in their, uh, in their favor. Maybe they'll help us out. Well, don't look now, but what's that coming from the shadows? I, I do think that it is uh, our copyright, uh, our copyright free teenage mutant, uh, middle aged abomination monk I, I, portals. I think I, I think I hear their battle cry. And it looks like it looks like yes, they they've done it. They've uh, they've kicked him and um, he fell over, um, and they knocked him into a barrel. And they're taking the barrel and they're rolling it up and throwing it off a bridge. They've done it. Well, congratulations, Cowabunga, and it's pizza time. <laughs> it's always time for pizza. Indeed. All right. All right, those, Mr. Are, those are always surprising, aren't they? What the hell were those things? Uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, a mantari. You know, hard hard to see, but um, I imagine they they come up on these islands more than than we would see them on our our ship, the uh, Siren Song. No, I mean those turtle looking things. Oh, that weren't they cool? Yeah, I don't know. It looked to me like a giant turtle. <laughs> I'll tell you oh, what. Oh, what? Sure, like that uh, pizza that we made. Yeah, I was looking. There's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cookbook, and there's also like a list of like I guess every pizza they ordered on the show. And I was oh. like, hmm, let me check this out. And it was like marshmallows and anchovies, or it was some out there stuff. It was not like normal pizzas, but uh, it was like peanut butter and wheat germ. <laughs> it wasn't that weird, but it was like it was like something. It was something like a kid would make. And it's like you got to remember, it's like they are teenagers. Um, you know, they were probably daring each other to do weird, stupid, gross stuff. Um, back on topic. All right. We've talked feats. We've talked four builds, four builds for the price of one. Um, I'm really excited to see that new Ronin comic coming out. I want to know what turtle that is. Now I've heard that it could be, I've heard that it could be Mikey. It could be Raphael. It could be the offspring of one of the turtles like no one no one knows for sure and if i'm also understanding correctly it's from the original creators and they've had this tucked in their shell for years they wanted to do it and it's finally i guess it's finally coming up out of the sewers and into the light 
There is a really cool episode in the uh, the 2012 Ninja Turtles Nickelodeon series. It's towards the the end of the last season. It's kind of like a Mad Max apocalypse sort of uh, thing, like Road Warrior. And it's Raphael with like a fake beard. And he's kind of like this old grizzled uh, traveler. And he has uh, Donatello in his ship as an AI. And um, it, it's kind of interesting. So I'm wondering if they're going to go down that road with it. Yeah, I, I saw one where it's like he's coming up out of a grave and I can't remember the name that was on the grave, but it wasn't any of the turtles and it might have even just been like a love letter. Um, but he's he's got the black bandana and I've seen him with at least the size, the katana, the bow staff, and he's got a grappling hook, which I know in the cartoons that they took Mikey's nunchucks and gave him the grappling hook for a little while. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have the nunchucks. But yeah, it's like they're they're talking about is you know set in, supposedly set in a dark future, and they're not sure what turtle it is yet if it's even one of our boys, um, mm. which Definitely I, I to look forward to. And, and I mean, in terms of classing, that that brings out like a whole new, a whole new interesting uh, kind of uh, way. Like maybe maybe they fight different. Maybe they react different. Yeah, and the the one picture I saw had four ghost turtles behind him, which, like I said, I don't know if they I don't know if they put all four in just to be like you know you don't know what turtle this is or like I said if it might have been one of the turtles' kids, um, but well, I'd don't, like don't forget there is the new turtle we haven't talked about Jenica, the uh, the yellow mask, uh, Jenica from Leonardo in a transfusion and uh, turned from human into a mutant turtle. I, I saw that. I did see that particular panel um, where she switched over, and she's got the uh, the the claw. The, yeah, the iron claw, which is perfect for a turtle because uh, your regular turtle has uh, claws as a natural weapon. Your claws are natural weapons, which you can use to make unarmed strikes. If you hit with them, you deal flashing damage equal to one d four plus your strength modifier instead of bludgeoning damage for normal and unarmed strike. So yeah, that, that and I think really well. I think that would go up with your your monk damage too, because it's why, why wouldn't it? If your punch goes up, why wouldn't your claws go up too? Um, I would think so, especially with that. But yeah, it's um, that's not that's not bad. That's not a bad idea. She could it could very well be her. It could very well be uh, offspring between her and one of the turtles, or a completely different turtle altogether. But I'm thinking if you built a Ronin turtle where you know you're using the different weapons nothing says you have to focus on one weapon this is not 3.5 where you literally got rewarded for focusing as a fighter focusing on one and only one type of weapon uh with your weapon specialization your greater weapon specialization your weapon focus or it was like four feats and it's like one would stack the damage and the other would stack the attack bonus um so i i think we would we would be um yeah, de- definitely. They they would uh, be going with with a different weapon on there and in the grappling hook. And again, maybe looking at your athleticism. But my idea was the uh, the portal with the ancestral portal guardians. Um, mm. You know, where you've got all these old ass kicking turtles uh, in, in ethereal form. Uh, you know, I guess if you did that, and it's, you know, it's like, okay, here's the four. Here's the four brothers. You know, defending like this summon spell, right? Yeah, something like that. You can work like that, or there's a barbarian path that has the ancestral stuff. Um, I think it's a cleric ability. It's it's kind of I think it's third level, so it's like fifth level. 
or maybe even higher. I think it's fifth level cleric uh, before you get ancestral guardian because I wanted it for a druid and the guy that was going to run the game for me said, if that's the only spell you want off of that list, just swap it out for something else. He's like, I love how it fits thematically uh, because I was playing it. It's, it was it was a druid, but I put the skinwalker, the Navajo skinwalker restriction on it where he would need the animal pelt. I was playing him kind of like a Navajo and, oh. uh, you know, not trying to appropriate anyone's culture. Um, you know, we, we, we have, uh, yeah, to me, it sounds like you're speaking of like the specific ritualistic magic of the people. It, well, I said, you know, and the thing was, he was a druid. Like, he wouldn't waste any of the animal he killed. You know, it was like I was trying, I was trying to play this in a respectful manner. And uh, you know, we have ancestral ties to uh, uh, what are they, the uh, First Nation, um, whatever PC you want to be about it. But it's like not so much that I'm going to run around and claim like, you know, oh, I get to go to college for free because I'm, you know, so much. Uh, you know, uh, Native American sure, but, heritage. So you're saying it's it's kind of feeling your roots a little bit. Uh, a little bit, but like I said, you know, it's whenever I make these characters um, based off of real people, it, it's always done from a point of respect and a point of love for uh, the person that they're they're mimicking. Um, uh, like I had one that was, uh, I feel terrible because I can never pronounce his name correctly. Uh, the the Samoan. Izzy, Izzy. Oh yeah, the Israel. Uh, yeah. 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 The guy that did over the rainbow. Yeah, yeah. I did him as a bard, and uh, I got like two hundred replies on it, and and I said, you know, I was like, it was on a character creation page, and I was like, uh, you know, I know we don't stat real people or something like this. Like I was using this as inspiration, build this character, and I said, please be positive because he was such a positive. Uh, you know, he, he touched so many hearts and the, the, the comments were beautiful, beautiful. And there was one person that had to say something about his weight. And, you know, we just, you know, kind of everybody was like, look, dude, like, that's not what this is about. And, you know, you're an asshole for even pointing that out. But, you know, it's like all the positivity far overshadowed this one negative comment. But that just goes to there is literally one in every bunch. Sure. Oh. Well, speaking of so one thing I, I think that we should do is we we uh, we did all the enemies and we did Splinter, but we didn't do Casey Jones. What? Uh, how would you class out Casey Jones? Uh, you know, Mister Gugala himself with his mask. Um, is he just straight barbarian to you? Is he a fighter? You know, he, or does he have a little would, bit more under that. He mask? would definitely have the tavern brawler feet, where any weapon he picks up is treated as an improvised weapon, but doesn't, so. <laughs> which doesn't suffer the penalty. Um, I love that would the, be a fun character to play as too. Yeah, is anything you picked up was a weapon, you know, and it's like I don't think they had a lot of sports in the Dark Ages, and Dungeons and Dragons really doesn't have a lot of sports related stuff. But uh, you know, yeah, you could you could have him using clubs as baseball bats and and uh, uh, bow staffs as as hockey sticks. Um, what's the uh? Is that a Jose, a Jose Cinco bat? Please tell me you didn't pay money for that. <laughs> Good old Bash Brothers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think that would work. You know, you just give him the the full the cricket mallet. The, yeah, the full faced helmet. Um, it's just reskinning. You know, the great club. Uh, it's a suboptimal two handed weapon. Uh, it, it, why you wouldn't just go long sword or, or battle axe or something? You went great club. Um, 
I think it's like a D8 and it's two hands. It's like you could get D10 out of a long sword for the same thing. Oh, yeah. But but yeah, like I said, if you wanted if you wanted the bat or you wanted the cricket bat, you know, you just reskin this. It's like it's a suboptimal build. It's like clearly this this particular campaign is meant to be the rule of cool rather than the optimized yeah. build. So it's like if you're a power gamer, if you're trying to like optimize your turtle, it's like it's just you're, it's not gonna happen. Rules is written. Um, the can next... we um, can we do a party wagon or would that not exist in this? Um, there are land vehicles, and I think with the um, the folk hero background, which the turtles probably would have, uh, you could get that land vehicle um, thing. And I, especially with you know the artificers and everything, there is no reason that you couldn't in this homebrew build the you know the 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 uh, the turtle wagon. Um, the turtle copter might be going a bit too far. I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. This has definitely got my creative juices flowing, and uh, I, I'm excited. I, I I want to play this as soon as possible, and uh, and I think I, I would I would definitely want to take this one through the uh, Tomb of Annihilation, so so we would have more turtles to- around. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I think with the right prep that you could definitely get there has to be blueprints out there for the technodrome my gosh like i said i know they had the the toy technodrome but you know that was like a a mighty max giant one room (laughs) container you know it's not a whole dungeon (laughs) a whole dungeon crawl it is not gonna maybe that'd be the next episode you want us to do a mighty max episode like (laughs) i really think i do was wasn't (laughs) was it virgil was the yeah, yeah the guy yeah and yeah yeah the, the <laughs> i remember the cartoon there was a guy with him and i think he had like his father's battle axe or something like that would be a very interesting character to stat out as well um we might have to get our hands on some mighty maxes and like totally and i remember as a kid i always thought that mighty max and polly pocket had something going on <laughs> you know you know these days you're gonna open up the skull toy there and <laughs> Yeah, even nice. smaller toys. Uh, oh boy! Yeah, Mighty, that's, that's Mighty just... Max. Mighty Max is gonna that's hop in his uh, hop in his micro machine and get the hell out of Dodge. Not, well, I I look forward to that one too. Um, but it looks like uh, it, it looks like this one. We we've got a pretty good handle on these turtles, and and um, I I think it's it's gonna be fun to play. Yeah, I most definitely think that that you you. You pre-build the turtles, let's say, you know, maybe level five so they can do a two and two dip um, or even a two and two and one dip or, or you know, just, just somehow stat the turtles out where you're, you're, you've got them playable uh, because, like I said, you're going to be going through the technodrome. So you're going to need some pretty sturdy turtles. Um, and then you stat, the, you stat the technodrome out as a dungeon crawl. It's a one shot, um, you know, and you have the four players pick their turtle. Um, and then go through the technodrome, and then you've got, you know, the, the foot foot soldiers are, you know, just the random cannon fodder. There's tons of, you know, uh, uh, chain lightning traps or whatever, you know, so it's not lasers. Um, then you go into the two-part boss fight with the uh, shredder into super shredder, uh, which might just be as simple as a barbarian rage or some kind of rage potion or even some sort of magic cast on them, and then you go to the, the secret Krang fight. Just when you think it's over, you know, there's the secret Krang fight. Very Tomb of Annihilation. Um, 
or even Tomb of Horrors, where it's a it's going to be a really difficult dungeon uh, to get through in one piece. Um, and would you even go as far as to like potentially not killing the turtle outright? But I remember in the games there was like a de-evolution ray or something. There was, yeah. It turns you back into the baby turtle. Um, yeah, even you know polymorph spell would turn you back into a regular turtle for X amount of rounds. Uh, you know, taking you out of the fight for a little bit, but not permanently. Um, but yeah, I I I, just, I could just hear all the 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 let's kick shell and just all the puns from the movies and the cartoons and, and all that. And that's like, I'm picturing this in my head and it's like, it's so cool. And it's like, I need to get this on the paper. Um, yeah. I definitely be like three players, three players, ideally four, but I say three because that's like, I secretly want to run Mikey as the super forbidden uh, DM character. <laughs> because it's like, as the DM run character, it's like, I can intentionally play Mikey uh, the willfully willfully blind fool, like, you know, oh, well, you know, uh, Mikey knows where, I as the DM know where the traps are, but Mikey as the player wouldn't, and I can intentionally walk into these because, you know, that's what Mikey would do. Um, and, and also you have that whole, if, if I can't play him, no one can. Sort of yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I understand that from playing the games as, as a kid, so. Like I said, I, I wouldn't play uh, as anyone other than Leo most of the time, so I can understand that. Yeah, I, I remember there was one game, I think it was the NES one, where the Turtles actually had a tactical advantage over each other, where Donatello could reach further with his with his bow staff than any of the other Turtles. It was kind of like the odd job um, on, uh, what is it, GoldenEye or... or Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like no odd job. It's like you play because you couldn't hit the little fucker. Um, yeah, he was he was like like two feet shorter than everybody. Yeah, it's just the the hitbox was lower or the cameras something with I I never played. I didn't I I could probably count the amount of N sixty four hours I've logged on one hand. Um, GameCube. My friend had a GameCube, and he brought over I, I forget some kind of Toy Wars game. I remember we burnt countless hours on that. Um, but right now, my quote unquote drug of choice. I've been playing a lot of Injustice Two, which re-sparked uh, my love of the turtles. And I just happen to have you know my turtle action figures in a box, uh, so I got those back out, and I, I rotated some of the stuff I had in the game room. Uh, so now the turtles are out on display. Um, and I said, then Ronan was coming out. And I said, it just, it just, everything kind of happened, uh, lined up just right. Uh, the, the set of circumstances lined up just right. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the turtles are Marvel canon. Um, so there is uh, just uh, from from Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. They started out as big fans of Frank Miller's run on Gear Devil. Uh, okay. Late, uh, 70s, early 80s, uh, possibly like 1980, right? And um, their take on it was that um, the same radioactive uh, stuff that gave Daredevil his powers fell into the sewer on uh, four unsuspecting turtles and one rat. Yeah, I always like to see how they change Splinter's origin like that. That one was really weird, and I just watched the first episode where he's telling April how he became... 
uh, he went from, um, gosh, you're the, you're the uh, Hamato Yoshi. Yeah. I was going to say, you're the turtle expert here. Um, it was, I knew it was Yoshi something, but it was right on the tip of my tongue. I could not get it where he was human. And then, and this was just like the biggest, what are you talking about? Splinter where he said that the, the mutagen changed whatever it touched into the most recent animal they interacted with. And it was like, okay, it's like, I get that you didn't want to turn all four of them into turtles, but it's like they turned humanoid because they touched Yoshi and he turned rat because he had touched rats, but it's like he was literally just touching and cleaning off the turtles. So it was like yeah. it was like a little bit of like poor writing, but it was a cartoon in the eighties, and I guess they figured kids wouldn't kids wouldn't be paying attention. Well, they they go either way with it, and and depending on on what you get into for turtles, it's um it's either way. Yeah, and then there was the the movie where he was a rat. He was the other guy's rat, and Shredder killed his master. And when he got mutagen on him, he mutated too. Um, yeah, which which I kind of liked. And then I haven't watched the twenty, the twenty twelve cartoon show start to finish, so I'm not sure what his origin story is in that one. You, you should; it's amazing. But <laughs> I, I probably have to check it out now. But I did see where he had the baby turtles in the shopping cart. And, you know, they, they grew up and, and there's, I was looking for images for all this stuff uh, to put on the custom character sheets that I do, um, put on the custom character sheet. And there was one, it was the little baby turtles and they were like crying and it about broke my freaking heart. Like, I was like, really? Like these sad little turtles, like breaking my heart. This is ridiculous. I know last week we had, uh, we do our staff picks and I had snuck the turtles in as every single one of my staff picks. And I don't (laughs) think that anyone, not only did no one guess them right, but no one guessed the same person twice for the turtle, like one to the next. I was like, why wouldn't you catch that? Like (laughs) you probably the same person picked this the whole way through, or we're trying to pull a sneaky on you. Um, well, I'd, I'd say what I'd like to hear is I'd like to hear from our listeners on who their favorite turtle characters are, whether it's, uh, you know, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, or Raphael, or if they're going to pull someone like Ray Filet or, um, you know, I, I'd love to see from our listeners on who else they would like us to uh, to stat or to uh, class out. Yeah, yeah. I think if we legitimately go through with this turtle uh with this turtle build or this whole, this turtle homebrew, um, that's mm-hmm. going to leave us four spots on whereby. So that will give us one for each turtle. Uh, you know, Mikey and Leo are already gone. So you've got your choice of Raph and Donnie. I say we open this up to a contest and, and invite people into a one or possibly two shot. Uh, Cause I don't think we're going to get through the whole technodrome in one shot. Um, maybe we discuss this a little more, open it up to our fans uh, both on the podcast and the Epic Tales Facebook group and offer two lucky winners a chance to go through the Technodrome Dungeon, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, one-shot with us. But yeah, we want to know what your favorite turtle is and then what your favorite non-turtle character is. 
this this could even be uh, something that we open up to our patrons on uh, Patreon. Like yeah. we'll run run through this because this this would be a special occasion. Yes, it would. It would be a most amazing one shot. And if it goes really good, um, and we dial it in, we could even run it again because let's let's be honest. It's like this sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, and I would Absolutely. totally totally go through it again. Um, having not even gone through it once yet, uh, just the amount of effort that's going to have to be put into this to to really roll it out. Um, exactly. I, I think yeah, we 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 spitball. And then you and I can fight over who's not going to run it and who gets to play. <laughs> I think I think I think to be fair, we each run it once, and then if people yeah. if people really clamor for it. Um, we can we can do it as kind of you know like a patrons only or like I hate to ask this but the paid uh, the pay to play uh, um, experience but at that point it would be one of us running it with three other people um, or if we can figure out a better system you know one person running it for four friends um, at which point would probably give you the best experience because it's like you and four your you know turtle pals uh, guys girls whatever. Um, you know, we'll, like I said, we'll, we'll pre-skin the turtles for you. Uh, if for some reason you want to change the gender on it, if you're, if you're a female playing and, you know, want to play uh, a female Raphael or a female Donnie, it's, it's cosmetic. We don't care. Um, but yeah, we'll I'd say, or, or if you want to be, um, if you want to dip into their world of like Karai or April or someone else like that, I mean, there's, there's Alapex who is a snow Fox, an Arctic Fox. You know, um, or there's like Mona Lisa, who is a, like a lizard, you know, a salamander or something like that. So it's like there's any level that you can go with this or if you want to just play the turtles as is. Yeah, you, you yeah. That too. we can we can really hammer this out. We'll see what the fans want to do. Uh, exactly. We'll put this up on the Epic Tales Facebook page so they can get a little more uh, feel for it. Um, right now we're running a dice giveaway. Um, speaking of mutagen. um we're running a dice giveaway. It's only one week, so it'll probably be irrelevant by the time anyone hears this. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll extend the time period on it. Maybe I'll make it a month long. Um, I got to do Wild Card Wednesdays this week, and to stick with the card theme, I pulled up the uh, polymerization card from Yu-Gi-Oh, as well as the fusion earring from Dragon Ball, um, to see what two creatures characters or monsters people wanted to see mashed up to make one new entity um interesting it is interesting i wanted to see what people wanted to come up with so it's like if you were going to build your own mutant for the turtle campaign what would you want to be you know there was uh there was bullseye and uh what was it dirt bag. i would go with the rhinoctopus Run octopus. Huh? Um, I can't think of what I think it was. Dirtbag. I think he was the mole and the the bull. He's the mole, yeah. Um, that that were like the Bebop Rocksteady variant. <laughs> like, hey, we made these two other mutants because Bebop and Rocksteady just are not getting the job done. Um, oh, there's there's a ground chuck who was a bull. That was it. It's it was ground chuck. Sideboard bull. It was ground chuck and dirtbag were the uh the tag team he's like my friends call me dirtbag <laughs> um but yeah and i know that there's out there somewhere if you can find it on on youtube uh these people do cosplay and they're playing the character 
that they're cosplaying as, and it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one-shot, but they're playing as the villains. And I think one person was playing both Bebop and Rocksteady at the same time. Like, they, they attacked as one... They rolled initiative at the same time. It was like one attack. Um, and it got it got weird. It got weird real quick. And the DM was dressed as Mondo Gecko. Well, there's there's two different... So, so uh, one of our, our good friends, uh, uh, Patsy... Uh, plays actually in one of the games as a uh, half elf shark well there is a character named bludgeon who is um, actually a shark mutant and in the uh, in the turtles cartoon and uh, comic there's one called armagon who's a great white shark uh, mutant so there's there's room for all kinds of villains and things like that yeah yeah i think or you know so even the good guys um you could you could pick the anthropomorphic animal and basically basically this homebrew i think we would just use half l stats so that they can pick and choose where they want that bonus um to kind of optimize their character a little bit because like, like i said it's going to be the technodrome it's going to be a hard dungeon crawl um so to test to do the test play i think we need to get two of our friends in on this uh give them their choice of raf and donnie and we run them through the the homebrew technodrome, dial it in, and when we're ready, we will reannounce it to the fans, um, as well as more turtle news uh, to come in the future. So uh, don't talk, so, don't don't so, tuck your head too deep in your shell. <laughs> exactly, and uh, you know you too can say, "God, I love being a turtle." Yeah. So <laughs> it sounds like we've got some great things coming up. Um, is there anything that we should tell the uh, the listeners about right now? Like any uh, steals and deals we have going on? Uh, yes, we have partnered fully with Mythical Meats. Uh, you can find them through Facebook, and if you use the call the code Neilbog fifteen, that's Goblin backwards fifteen. Uh, you get 15% off your entire Mythical Meats order, um, and orders over fifty dollars will ship two day two day shipping. Uh, for free so you're getting you're getting a shell of a deal um uh, i did not see a turtle flavor but i I will tell you i have determined my two favorites are kraken and basilisk i am hands down basilisk and the nice things about these is if you like brown sugar um if you like spicy the sampler pack is right up your alley it will give you a sampler taste pack was fantastic we'll give I, you a taste I, of everything they have to offer now if you want something that's super gamey this I must say is not uh, is not what you're if you don't if you sorry if you don't want something super gamey this is the product for you um, it oh, it's, it's got it's got a fair amount upfront and honest uh, because I do fully endorse this product I have tasted all 10 flavors myself and I can say that there is not a flavor that I don't like there are certainly ones that I prefer to others but that's just my personal preference. And again, that's Basilisk, and I really like the brown sugar. Um, the Chimera's got that cayenne pepper in it. Um, I had, yeah, and if I had adventurous, I mean, morning. you've got pheasant, ostrich, yeah. alligator, uh, uh, was it antelope? Yeah, but they're mostly, they're mostly beef filler, and they're not overly gamey. So if you want that super gamey taste, um, you're not going to find it uh, with their current offerings. But uh, it definitely is it, – it's, it's a tasty snack. By the time you buy you know, Slim Jims at the store or whatever, you're getting super greasy Slim Jims. Almost all taste the same. These taste different from one another. Absolutely. Um, and they are and worth – they don't have that sort of outer 
uh, packaging on them where you, you taste it and you're like, oh, I can't get rid of the crap on the side of the Slim Jim. These, uh, like all the casings are, are yeah. really easily chewed through. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a very fine product. They're out of uh, Camp Hill, PA. Um, like I said, any orders over 50 bucks, they, they express shipping that stuff. Um, they were kind enough to send us uh, four sampler packs, one to try, three to give away, and we do still have some of those giveaway uh, sample packs. No one found the codes um, for the, the five sample packs. Only two codes were actually recovered, so we still have uh, plenty of mythical meat to 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 give away so the fully sponsored by them um neverland games in the hagerstown valley mall here in maryland has reopened um you can go to their website uh neverland games uh, find them on facebook um neverland games there's a neverland war games group and there's a neverland games facebook page you want the page uh get in contact with tony and he will ship orders to you within the united states um if you're in the hagerstown maryland area he will actually well you're close enough to come get it now uh during the quarantine he was offering delivery um but absolutely and um yep. he may have the uh the ninja turtle board game there. You, never know. you never know what you're gonna find um i know they re i think they re-released like volcano island or something like that so if you're unsure of a game ask him and he might be able to he might be able to find it for you um, as well as check out our friends over at uh shark bites yeah shark bites podcast and if you're looking for a more retro-themed uh, Facebook group and podcast, uh, Mr. Cooper. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Cooper has the information for that one. Uh, retro Redoctopus, a uh, show about everything that was great about growing up. Yeah, uh, we look forward to or we, we were trying to get them in um, as guests this month, but due to a scheduling conflict, we've had to reschedule that one. Sorry, uh, uh, the tater just brought me uh, some coffee. Mm. It's uh, I think it's Starbucks French vanilla is what she's been she's been making. Um, I know that the guy is over. If you tune into the uh, the Dorkany Networks uh, shows, they've got a pretty cool coffee sponsor. Um, I've ordered from them. But as to be fair to the people that do sponsor us, I will not mention the name of that coffee here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think what else we've got coming down. We've got the Alice in Wonderland giveaway coming in July. Um, so all my Alice in Wonderland fans, friends, tune in. Um, we are giving away a copy of the Alice in Wonderland board game, again created by our very own Tony from Neverland Games. Um, it's a card card and dice game uh there's not a lot of strategy involved because it's it's absolute chaos as it should be um it's an absolute blast um and of course you can check out um you can check out my show the fantastic podcast also available where any shows are found our our upcoming episode is going to feature a fan favorite jurassic park Jurassic Park. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> oh, that coffee is way too hot to take a sip of. Let me just spill it all over my game mat here. Um, yeah, I, I know that we went a little, we went a little different with the uh, show layout this time. 
Um, but you know, it's, uh, I, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, it was a little more, a little more talk showy than, than our normal RPG themed, um, epic tales that you're used to, but you know what? Uh, variety is the spice of life. Um, just like the uh, Mythical Meats Variety Pack. <laughs> well said, Captain. Well said. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up uh, our little vacation here in the lovely Tortle Town. Um, weighing anchor. Weighing anchor. Well, as we make our way back to the ship, uh, we say goodbye to old friends, new friends. Um, we've hoisted the colors of our allies. Um and again, a special shout out to our good friends over at Amalgamania who gave me the confidence to build the Dice Man persona. Um, and if, you, if you're into comic books and action figures and stuff like that, check out uh, our good friend Ian Wallace, uh, the Cabin Boy Wonderful, uh, who was a guest a couple episodes ago. Um, he does an amazing giveaway. What is it? Bi-weekly? Monthly? I believe so, yes. Um, the, the Amalga Show and Tell, where you show him some of your stuff in your Nordy collection, and they'll show you prizes that you could potentially win. Um, I actually just got two mask comics, uh, Dark Horse mask comics, uh, the Jim Carrey's mask. Um, I had one a while back, and after quarantine finally lifted, I was able to get together with Ian Wallace and, and pick those up um i know i've got some batman stuff to give to him for the show and tell giveaway uh they didn't quite fit the theme uh that we go with here at epic tales we do a lot of dice giveaways rpgs uh board games um so if that's your thing then then we're the place for you um feel free to share your own epic tales on the the facebook group uh, and you know, maybe we'll have you eyes on. Maybe we'll have one of you on as a guest at some point in the future. Maybe I'll add that to the uh, the Patreon um, Patreon. I think but that's a great idea. We do, in fact, we did in fact get our first patron last month, and it was not my mother, which I was super super happy <laughs> that I could go. Hey, we've got our first patron. Thanks, mom. Um, uh, 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 I love her. She's wonderful, by the way. Yeah, she's in our D&D group, so that tells you what being a patron will get you. You can hang out with these nerds. <laughs> um, my character, we're not even going to talk about my character. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's She's an odd one. All right. Well, it's that time again, heroes. We're going to take a long rest, and we'll see you on the next quest. Good night, Mr. Cooper. Good work. Sleep well. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. You're too kind, sir. As for the rest of you, be kind to yourselves and each other. Good luck. Happy gaming.
Ahoy there adventurers! Are you looking to set sail on an epic adventure of your very own and hoist your own colors? Well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make your very own podcast, and it's free! There's a variety of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your very own podcast right from your computer, and Anchor will even publish your podcast for you, making it available on other apps such as Spotify, iTunes, You can even extract the files and upload them to YouTube. Greetings! We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, a bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right! We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons, I don't know, help me out here. Music, pants... Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibers. Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or how to install a samoplange. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at Retroidocubus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So, if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week, we'll have a whole new host. Of problems. Hey. They might still suck, but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retroidoctopus is part of the Dorkening and Inebriar podcast networks, with new episodes every Tentacle Tuesday. Which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast player cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome. Greetings, weary adventurer. Do ye have a taste for the exotic? Do regular snacks no longer provide the thrill ye seek? Would ye rather eat a codpiece than another boring candy bar? Then it's time for ye to sink your teeth into Mythical Meats Exotic Game Sticks. Mythical Meats offers a wide variety of exotic flavors based on creatures of legend to give ye a snack experience of epic proportions. Like it hot? Try the Spicy Creatures Sample Pack, featuring dragon, chupacabra, and werewolf. More in the mood for something a bit milder? Try the Creatures of the Sky Sample Pack, with Pegasus, Griffin, and Phoenix. Can't decide on which one you want? Why not try the Exotic Flavor Sample Pack? featuring all ten flavors so you can find your favorite. Go to mythicalmeats.com to see the full selection of flavors and place your order. All orders over $49 get free two-day shipping. Mythical Meats Exotic Game Snack Sticks. So good, they're legendary. Shark Bites, Shark Bites Podcast, it's the greatest show in history. From the Dorkening Network, hosted by a nerd who's named Patsy. From movie reviews to tips on surviving the coronavirus, Shark Bites has it all. Follow us on Facebook and suggest topics at sharkbitespod at gmail.com. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 
Greetings, adventurers. Gerky here with a very special discount code from Mythical Meats. Use code NEOBOG15 for a very special 15% off one order.